Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen one. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, every once in a while I find myself driving on a road uh, that is named after someone with whom I am very familiar because that person is famous or because they made some great contribution to our nation or maybe just to the community in which that road is located. And it's, it's hard for me not to think of that person, even if it's just for a second or a two, when I'm on Martin Luther King Boulevard or cruising down the GW Parkway or on St. Paul Street in downtown Baltimore. But then, of course, there are other times when I find myself uh, driving on a road that is named after someone with whom I am really not familiar very much or even at all. And I find myself wondering, who exactly is Father Hurley? <laughs> and why is there a boulevard in Germantown named after this guy? And uh, what about Aris T. Allen? And why is Annapolis the location for a road that bears his name? And sometimes my curiosity gets me to actually look it up and, and find out, but, but most of the time it's the other way around, and I'm just satisfied to know that, you know, whoever these people were, they had something to do with my ability to travel on that road and make my way onto my destination. We live in Columbia. Uh, which is known for its unusual road names, uh, one of which was intended to receive the whimsical title Satinwood Drive. But due to a very unfortunate clerical error that was committed years ago, that street instead was named Satanwood Drive. <laughs> was in the Baltimore Sun, not making it up. Who would want to do journey on a road bearing the name of Satan, much less live there. But to make matters even worse, the residents of Satan Wood Drive included an Orthodox priest <laughs> whose bishop actually called him from headquarters in New York City and said, is this really your address? <laughs> and no kidding, Father Dwayne Johnson of St. Matthew's Orthodox Church in Columbia needed to say, yes, I live on Satan Wood Drive but I sprinkle my house with holy water once a year. <laughs> now, those of you who don't think that we should start a mission in Howard County, you might want to reconsider right now. Well, today we come uh, once again to an annual and sometimes bittersweet celebration that has been part of Christian worship all around the world since literally the fourth century in one form or another. And that is the festival or the commemoration of all saints, some of whom are very familiar to you because of their fame and contribution to the, the history and the movement of the, the mission of Christ, some of whom may not be very familiar to you at all, some of whom you may have known personally yourself, because according to Holy Scripture, a saint isn't just a, a famous person who was a super perfect Christian who deserves some, some kind of special designation, like having a street or a hospital or even an entire city named after him or her, because a saint is every single child of God who has been baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and all of them in one way or another have something to do with our ability to travel down the road of faith in this world and on to our final destination, 
The word saint uh, comes from the Latin word sanctus, which means holy. But being holy doesn't mean being famous or perfect either. It means being set apart. It means being claimed, designated as a child of God and included in a sweet communion that not even death can destroy. The old English word is the word hallow, which is where we get Halloween, the eve of all the hallows or all the saints. And it's why Halloween and All Saints Day go together like they do. Not to mention the fact that when St. Paul wrote his letters to so many of those churches in Asia Minor or uh, on into Europe, would address them to all the saints in the city of Corinth, in the church of God, which included uh, some people who were far less than perfect, to say the very least. And so today as we come once again to this centuries-old, worldwide, sometimes bittersweet festival day in the life of the church, I'd like to encourage you to step through our moments together in four very specific ways. And the first, obviously, is to give thanks to God today for the saints who have gone before us. Family members, church members, good friends, who kept the faith, who dwell in the near presence of God and enjoy the glory of God forever. Now, some of you may be giving thanks for those uh, saints in your life with a, a, a little bit of sadness today, a, a, a dose of mourning throw in, in because you know those who are part of our remembrance today were especially close to you, as is the case in my own life. But, uh, as I've also said a time or two before, that's okay because you know pain is the price we pay for love. And uh, it explains why even Jesus wept at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. But while there may be some sadness, there may be some mourning mixed into the celebration, today is primarily a day to give thanks to God for the blessings that were given and are still given by those who have gone before us, and to imagine them, to close your eyes and to think of them in that place that Isaiah refers to as the great banquet. Or St. John imagines in the Revelation as the new Jerusalem where the sea is calm and where there are no tears and where everything is new. My mother never had a road named after her. But I can tell you, she paved the way to Christ for me in all kinds of ways. And so as I think of her today, I am primarily thankful. And I imagine her in the new Jerusalem as I keep going on St. Anne's Road in my heart and in my mind. And so. You may not be familiar with every face that you saw in our remembrance this morning. You may not be familiar with very many of the names of those who figured into your ability to come and be part of this family in this place, and yet you can be satisfied that all of them had something to do with it as we give thanks to God for the saints who have gone before us. Then I would encourage you to give thanks to God for the saints who are still around us. Mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, fellow church members, good friends who aren't perfect because we're not perfect, 
but they come right alongside of us and they walk with us and they remind us that we're not alone, that we're loved, that we're forgiven, that we're saved, and that God is with us. Saints are people who are parents trying to raise up their kids in the faith and doing the best they can. They're mentors and they're teachers who listen to uh, the questions and the concerns and the heartaches of their students. They're uh, good friends who accept us no matter what, wherever we are. And I can't tell you, you know, how many times, you know, I get up in front of this congregation, I stand behind that altar, and I just look out here like I'm looking right now, and I say, wow, there they are. There's the family. There's the communion of saints, and here they come to fellowship with the Lord of life and with their sisters and brothers at the earthly end of a heavenly table, on the other side of which is that heavenly host at the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end, and with whom we will never be closer on this side of the river. Thank God for the saints who have gone before us. And thank God for the saints who are all around us here. And then thank God that you are one of them. Not because you're perfect, but because your life has been changed. You've been chosen, set apart, made holy by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I don't know if you know this, but there actually is a road not far from here that's been named after me. Seriously. If you take 29 north from Burtonsville, turn right on 216, go just a couple of miles, you will run into it. You'll recognize it because it's also named after you. It's All Saints Road. And you belong on it. And you can travel on it because it's your pathway as well. Not because you're so perfect, but because whoever you are, you are worth the sacrifice of Christ. And then give thanks that this sweet and holy communion in which you have been included by the grace of God will always and forever be in Christ together, here in time and for all eternity. Now, one of the things that I remember uh, very clearly uh, about growing up in a small town in western Pennsylvania is the annual Christmas parade, which took place on Thanksgiving weekend, and would make its way from the Point Stadium, and it would move down Main Street, and then it would turn left for a couple of blocks, and then it would come all the way back down Washington Street. See what I mean? Washington Street. And I mean, this uh, parade, I mean, it was, back in the day, just a really, really big deal. I mean, there were, you know, marching bands in great numbers and, uh, you know, these homemade floats that uh, people would manufacture and local celebrities, you know, riding on the backs of convertibles and, uh, and, and the whole smash. I mean, it just went on and on and on. And it, it was a great thing. And I don't know how long it was before... I learned that because that parade was so great and our little town was not very big, that those at the beginning of the parade would finish up back at the stadium 
as those at the end of the parade were just getting started. But they were all part of the same great procession. See what I mean? It's just a way of saying to you that in this journey of faith and life in Christ, some of us are up ahead. They're a little closer to the finish line, whether they know it or not. Some have crossed. Others are far behind us. They're just getting started in this great journey called faith. Some are right alongside of us, and they're walking with us, and they're cheering us on as we follow Christ, and we're all in the same procession, and it all leads to our final destination in that new Jerusalem, in the feast of the marriage of the Lamb and His kingdom, which has no end. And so, you know, we do our best to follow those who are up ahead, who have set the example by their labor, their faithfulness, their sacrifice given to us here as they followed the cross. And we do our best to set the example so that those who are coming after us will follow us until we reach that final destination, walking together into the glory of the risen Christ. By the way, Father Leonard Hurley was the founding pastor of a church in Germantown and uh, a beloved leader in that community. Eris uh, T. Allen was a medical doctor. He was the president of the medical staff of Anne Arundel Medical Center and the first African-American elected to the Maryland Senate. As for Satan would drive, It is done because the residents got together and they performed a street name exorcism. (laughs) Which is to say they went to the Howard County Planning Board and finally got the name changed. As for you and me, well, we keep going. As holy women and men, boys and girls, set apart to follow the Lord so that others will follow him by following us in our forward way until we all wind up together in the glory of that new Jerusalem and in the joy of the banquet feast that has no end. And until we get there, we raise our voices. We serve the risen Christ. We sing alleluia and say thanks be to God who gives the victory to all the saints including you and me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.